Karen, what would you say really motivates you? I would say that it's helping others and giving to something that's larger than yourself. That's awesome. So that sounds like the work that you do in public service really talks to what motivates you. Yes. That's awesome. Well, if you were to ask yourself that same question, what motivates you, that can help you determine what type of work would be really good for you. So if you like a lot of career fulfillment and you like some happiness in the workplace, this show is for you. Hi, everyone. That's Karen. And that's Javier. Hello. <laughs> and together we are the, <laughs> the Gov Geeks. Thank you so much for joining us. We get together every Thursday to do a live show where we talk a little bit about getting in and getting ahead in government. This is Gov Geeks Assemble. Level up your nine to five on 95. This week, we're talking about motivation and really what drives your purpose, what drives your interest in your career. So, Karen, you had a fantastic example, really working well with others, serving something larger than yourself. Where do you think that stemmed from? Honestly, I'm not too sure. When I was growing up, I wanted to be a lawyer, so studied Latin, mm -hmm. all at the prime age of, I don't know, 10 or so. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and I just, learning Latin and learning about the civics of Latin, and I, I don't know where it came from, to be honest with you. It's just something that, especially as soon as we moved here, I felt that I had... To Washington, D.C.? Yes, to Washington, ah. D.C. from El Paso, Texas. Mm -hmm. We came here, and I felt like I found my purpose here. Right. And really wanted to get into public service, and eventually I made it there. Yeah, absolutely. And boy, did you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, honestly, also, after we did the Energy Leadership Index Assessment, and we're talking about themes and values that you have, things like accountability and, and things like that, working in your field, it feels like there is a connection to all of that, like your, your inner purpose and your core about liking accountability, liking service for others. Integrity. I and think integrity. integrity was my number one next to accountability. Right. Yeah, that is very big. And so following those in your career has been pretty fulfilling for you. Yeah. And just enjoying every minute of it. It's challenging. It's difficult at times. It is the good work worth doing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so as I'm thinking about this, you know, we're talking about how to really find what motivates us and allow us to find that in our work on today's show. And it's all about asking those deeper questions about how and why we like certain things and then where we can find those in the workplace. So if you're looking for fulfillment, if you're looking for a type of work that really drives you, so when you wake up on Monday morning, you're excited about going to work, uh, when you feel like, oh, hey, what's my reward for more work or for doing well? Well, more work. Right. <laughs> you know, which is great. Which it's great if it's stuff that you honestly love as well. And if there's that impact, if you see that impact that your work is doing, I think that also means a lot. It certainly does. And we asked some of you what motivates you in your day-to-day -day lives as you get up every day to go to work and do what you're doing. We asked 
those of you in the GovGeekdom. Yeah, and, and we thank got you some so really, much for your response. Yeah, really great responses. We got some fantastic things from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We got a couple on LinkedIn, I think, as well. Uh, so yeah, we were asking just a simple question, really, what motivates you? And some of the things that we got back were uh, being able to provide for your family. Another one, another one in general is a work-life balance. And then lastly, uh, seeing good in others. Uh, and that one, honestly, I kind of like pieced together because there were some really nice comments about people that we've worked with previously who had very nice things to say about us. Uh, and they were basically saying what motivates us is seeing you all do so well. So that was that was really touching to hear those those comments. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is seeing others being able to live out their passion. Right. I think it's one of those and helping others to find and helping their find passion, their, right. Which that's what you do with coaching. Yeah. Which is one of the things that I, I very much love to do. And, and I think the best way to describe what we're talking about is called a Friday afternoon feeling. And if you think about it on Friday afternoon, when you're so excited about the weekend, because you don't have to work anymore. And then Sunday evening, when you feel just dread about having to go to work again on Monday morning, that's the difference between the to. I mean, what would happen if in our workplace, we always had that Friday afternoon feeling, even if it was Monday morning, we were just excited about what we got to do. Right. It kind of reminds me of my trip to the DMV recently. Yeah. Where, you know, you go in and you're amped up. You're like, okay, this is going to be a positive experience. I'm going to be positive and be nice. And then sometimes it works out. You know, like today, I will say, I had on your second of, trip to on the my DMV. second trip to the DMV. Um, first one was not as great, but take it with a grain of salt. They are public servants. It's a tough. It's a tough job. Yeah, everyone's tough yelling job at to these do. Yeah. yeah, I think when we were there, there was somebody yelling at them. Yeah. Um, so it's a tough job to have in general. So definitely understand. Um, but today, a wonderful woman, Alicia, helped me out, and I got what I needed to do. And she was so pleasant about everything. I got to smile in my new ID. And it was overall a great experience. And at the end, I thanked her for her service because she is a public servant and providing a definitely needed service during a pandemic. Yeah, a solid value that's definitely needed. And that's really what happens in public service, providing that that value. Um, and, you know, really kind of following up on those points that you had made. So today we have three strategies that we'd like to share with you. Basically, they are just ideas that you can run through your mind to figure out really what does motivate you. And based upon what you get from these, ask yourself, well, what about this do I enjoy? What are the things that I find a lot of fulfillment around? Then the next step is to ask, where can I get this type of fulfillment and what type of job? What should I be looking for? What are the things that I can find? And even in your current job, if you're doing different tasks and activities, and you can relate to the things that really bring some fulfillment and some joy and some happiness, well, how can you build more of that into your job that you're doing, right? It's kind of like Mary Poppins, you know, once you find the fun, then the work becomes a snap because you found something about it that really is something that you enjoy. Are you going to break out into song and dance now? <laughs> I think I might. But I'll save that for a later time. That's going to be in the bonus footage. <laughs> Get in the special Blu-ray edition. <laughs> okay, Karen. So what's the first strategy? So the first strategy is to notice when time flies by for you, just like during these shows. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, a lot of times I look up at the time and I realize, oh, we only have a couple of seconds left. <laughs> time just kind of goes by for us. Um, but that's the same thing. You know, I, I work with a lot of individuals that use Microsoft Excel, for instance. And for a lot of them, time like flies by as they're managing spreadsheets because they do some analysis, they do some formatting, they learn new tricks to manage or manipulate the data. And basically what they're doing is they're taking a large amount of information and trying to find, well, what are the key issues here? What's the message? What are we learning? And then from there, they begin applying that to how programs manage themselves and how they're operated. So it's taking like a lump of data, doing some great analysis, and then finding meaning behind it. Right. But for another person, if you give them like 30 different Excel spreadsheets uh, that are each, you know, very large, <laughs> that might be a bit daunting for some people. Right. Yeah. And I think it also ties into the skill set. If you know what you're doing, it's always helpful if you're not using Excel for what it is, if you're just using it as a database and a debt data entry right. piece, then yeah, it may not be as, you know, fun. But once you get into the formulas and the analysis and all of that, it definitely can be fun. Sounds um, like uh, <laughs> you enjoy the Excel sheets as well. I do. I think I have a, I think I have a, a shirt that even yes, um, you do. says that. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> cool shirt. And uh, I think also just, I used to get lost in doing HTML code back oh, in the day. Yeah. That was fun. Well, yeah, that was a passion of yours. Yeah. You were going to be uh, in computer engineering for a while. Computer science. Computer yeah. science. Yeah. yeah. So it just, you find that piece of activity that you really enjoy doing. And like you're saying, if you notice that time kind of goes by really quickly, then that's something you're probably good at and you enjoy. And you enjoy as well. So think back to the times where time has really flown by for you. What are the things that you were doing in terms of like a work activity or something that you enjoyed? And ask yourself, well, what about what you were doing is something that you enjoy? Now, you know, funny thing, I know a lot of times, for instance, a person can get really caught up in like murder mysteries or uh, catfish and other episodes. Uh, like I know you like a couple of those shows as well. But for my conversation, are you airing out my dirty laundry of <laughs> what I enjoy watching? <laughs> well, it's interesting because I think there's patterns that we've talked about in the shows that you watch and why you enjoy them. There's puzzles. There's, yes, they're trying to figure something out. Like what was the motivation for a person to take a certain action or what were the activities that were set into motion for something to have that type of desired outcome and then kind of piecing things together, similar to the Excel spreadsheets where you have all of the information and you're trying to make sense of it. Oh, and cryptograms. Oh, I'm getting started on those. Now those are fantastic. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a nerd at all not at all you're a fantastic geek that's why you're the chic of geek <laughs> yeah and, and you know those same things for me uh, i find them very challenging because I, I can't really get into the mindset to understand the same reasons why you enjoy it but there's nothing wrong with why you enjoy it or why i don't enjoy it so much it's just our different passions and interests that we have really like, for, for instance, what would you say are some things that I find uh, that just passes time for me? Dungeons and Dragons. There we go. I can spend <laughs> hours and hours playing role-playing games like D&D. &D. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of that where all you're doing is research on different characters and different um, 
spells and all sorts of stuff. And you can just, you can go on and on and on. And the time is not passing at all. Yeah. I, and I think I it's can, like two o'clock in the morning and I'm reading the book and I'm trying to figure things out. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, that type of research for me is just, is wonderful because one of the things that I love is how is it that I get to use this in an interaction in a social setting, working with people as a team in Dungeons and Dragons to accomplish a mission goal or objective together? How is it that they could leverage certain traits, skills, and abilities to the benefit of others? And I think that's why I personally really enjoy all of the Marvel movies from the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well. It's just, for me, inspiring. But that's just me. Kevin Feige. <laughs> exactly, Mr. Kevin Feige. Oh, yes, Kevin Feige. Yeah, great guy. Great guy. All right, so th that's the one strategy. Make sure you notice when time is flying by and then think about well, what about that activity with time flying by did you find so interesting and relevant for you? And possibly, how can you use this in your career? Mm -hmm. All right, so what's the second one? So the second one is to recall projects that mattered most. Yes. So I think this is a little bit of a complex one where it's what mattered most to you. Exactly. And it could be what mattered most to your career, to your organization. That's that tip of the spear piece where mm. seeing your impact um, on an organization or seeing the direct impact of something that you've worked on in, you know, in the public. So I think that's also where that mattered most can kind of go a couple ways. Yeah. And, and definitely it's up to the person. I mean, if, if you realize that there was something that you had done that made such a phenomenal impact, like you saw your work in the service and uh, that was provided to others and you have a real satisfaction behind that. Well, that's a bigger question. How is it that that action or that activity was meaningful for you? What about what you had done is something that you enjoy and you want to do more of? Why was that so impactful for you? It's a lot of reflection, right? That's, yeah, exactly right. And I think that's the, the bigger point that's here. Because uh, sometimes we have an idea in our mind about what brings happiness. You know, oh, I just need to get that extra promotion. I need to get paid more money. And then I'm going to be happy. Or I need to have all of these different accomplishments and I need to have my supervisor and everyone else say lots of great things about me. And then I'll feel satisfied with what I was able to do because others have said that was a good thing. Mm -hmm. Or you have something that represents whatever hard work and accomplishments that then allows you to have happiness. But really, why can't you just have happiness by being happy? Doing the things that make you happy, having that type of fulfillment that only you can define for yourself. Pretty deep, right? Yes. <laughs> Karen, where is it along the way that you found that you really enjoyed certain things? I know we talked about, you know, you're not knowing where justice and your values and everything kind of came from earlier on. But maybe what is it about that feeling that makes you want to do more of those activities? Well, I can kind of go back and find a key part in my career where it was at the Washington Center, which we've talked about them a lot, where we both worked. Mm -hmm. um, and in this program that I was working on, it was a program appropriated by Congress. So it wasn't a full-fledged um, program within the organization. But my role was to find interns for the Department of Defense. Mm -hmm. And they were economically disadvantaged, you know, underrepresented, 
interns to help them find these once in a lifetime opportunities to come to DC and work at the Department of Defense. And it was just still to this day, one of my favorite jobs, because I got to find where people could fit. I got to fight for people who really wanted this type of opportunity and deserve and deserve the opportunity. But in other instances, maybe would not have had the chance to take this on. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that was one of the best experiences of my life. Um, And it really showed me that I really do want to work more with public service. I already had known that, but this was like, nope, this is a done deal. This is where you need to go and to help to find the path for others. So I think that's where it kind of opened up a broader picture for me. So in my day-to-day career going forward, that's always what I tried to find in the different avenues that I pursued. That's awesome. And that's that's meaningful for you because that that's something that drives your passion, your interests. You could have been in that position and not really cared so much and just seen it as a job, but you found really what about the work spoke to you and what about how that work provided value for others really drove your passions and your interests Mm -hmm. and drove others and helped others to find their passions and interests. Exactly. There's a lot of, lot of positives in there. Good times. (laughs) And so those are similar questions for you to ask in your career. I mean, at what point were you doing a project that you really kind of enjoyed it so much because you felt good about it, that you knew that you were connecting with it. Um, you knew that you could, you know, get on a plane and go do activities or go do site visits or read reports or do some analysis or have presentations. What is it for you that really speaks to you? And then again, asking, well, from those great experiences and all the lessons learned, how can you get more of it? How can you have more projects doing that sort of stuff? Uh, Where can you find that type of work in another type of job or area? So if you're doing details, for instance, or rotations or part-time job or volunteer work, and you find things that are really so passionate for you, well, yeah, pursue it. (laughs) That's certainly where the happiness is. Um, And and that actually brings up our third strategy, which I think is at the center uh, of all of these things. So, Karen, what's the third strategy? Follow your happiness to create success. And sometimes, again, the thought is that success is what creates happiness. Like, oh, I need to turn in my assignments and get an A, and then I'm going to be happy. I need my supervisor to give me a good rating or tell me that I'm phenomenal about something, and then that's going to make me happy. When we give other people the authority to decide happiness for us, I mean, we're just... You give them the power exactly. to your happiness. And you're making yourself miserable because, yeah, you know, they could say, well, I don't know how I need to provide feedback in a way that allows this person to feel good about whatever it is that they're doing for them to feel their own happiness. Because I mean, how would they know? <laughs> I mean, they're not mind readers. They could be fantastic supervisors, but that doesn't mean that they know how to manage your own happiness. We're responsible for your own happiness. That's right. And that's the bigger thing. So how is it that happiness leads to success? Uh, Karen, I know you've worked on a lot of projects and finding your happiness, like in the Washington Center and the work that you were doing in one of those programs that was there, that happiness led to lots of success. 
Uh, I know you had- And it led me to know afterwards, after that was no longer appropriated, what I did not want to do. <laughs> no longer appropriated. So there was no more fun for it. Not no longer appropriate, <laughs> appropriated. <laughs> yeah, there, there was no money left to do the program anymore. It was a, a one-shot deal that Congress authorized, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, you know, I think that drove a lot of your other interests as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. You got your HR degree as well from Trinity Washington University. Nice I little did. plug for them there. Yes. <laughs> so um, following your passions, following your interests, your happiness really comes from that. That then leads to the successes that you have, which then those successes lead to more accomplishments, which then leads to more opportunities. And so on and so to on. Do Exactly. It's this cycle of virtue rather than a hedonic treadmill where a person is walking on the treadmill and they think I need more money so I can buy a car or a hat or, you know, this thing and that thing, because that other thing is going to give me happiness. Mm -hmm. Or I need a volunteer for 30 different projects so that all of my supervisors and supervisor supervisors really approve of me and I'm going to work even harder. And then that just leads to more and more burnout. But if you're doing things that make you happy and then they give you more things that you do to give you more happiness, that's cool. I mean, you still want to make sure you're being compensated appropriately. That's a but, great point. And I do mean appropriately, not appropriated. Um, <laughs> but you do want to make sure you're still because you don't want to be burnt out and you don't want you want you still want to make sure you are standing um, firm on your values and that you are being treated um, your worth. Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, and, you know, again, as part of this this virtuous cycle, uh, say, for instance, you do good work, you're happy about it, and then you get more work, you have more accomplishments, that builds all of your competencies and your abilities to then be qualified for the next role in that job and or in that career path. And then that continues as well. So you're able to get to a high enough point where you have had so many accomplishments and things that you really enjoy. Then you can look back at your entire career and be like, yeah, he did a lot of really great things. And I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. And I can retire knowing I had a fulfilling career right. and have my legacy to leave behind. Rather than, oh, I can't wait to do the work that I really want to do as soon as I retire. <laughs> oh, just you wait in 15 years when I retire, then I'm really going to get to do what I want to do. Right? Yeah. It'd be great if we could just do what we wanted to do now because tomorrow isn't guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, Karen, what are the three uh, different subjects, again, or three strategies for people? So we talked about three strategies. The first is notice when time flies by for you. Mm -hmm. The second is recall projects that mattered most. And finally, follow your happiness to create success. Right. Happiness leads to success. Success needs to more happiness. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to move on to questions from the Gov Geekdom. Uh, and before we do that, I just want to say thank you again to everyone who engaged with us on social media, talking about what really provides you with some happiness and fulfillment and all of that. Uh, we'd still like to hear from you. So please go ahead and reach out to us on all of the platforms. You can reply or comment to some of the posts that we made on this, but the more engagement we have with you, that would be fantastic. That That's fulfillment for us <laughs> there as well. 
Also, come on out to thegovgeeks.com. Uh, there you can sign up for one of our free courses that we have. Uh, just by signing up for the GovGeekdom, our email list, our email community, you get access to a free course. We have templates, tools, and materials to design a fantastic government resume. There's also a lot of links and other materials available for you, including a great uh, recording that Karen and I put together to help make sure that that uh, course really allows you to get as much value and benefit from it as possible. <laughs> okay, so questions from the GovGeekdom. Uh, Karen, what's the first question that we got? So the first one is, can you guarantee success? Well, wow. Can anyone guarantee success? <laughs> I mean, they can try. I mean, they can say it. Right. Right. Yeah. I guarantee. Oh, I guarantee it. It's like that great uh, car commercial where there's a certified pre-owned and there's this used car salesman that's just like hitting things with the stamp going certified, certified, just like stamping it. Everything's guaranteed. Well, actually, uh, we got this question not too long ago from uh, some individuals that were interested in working with the GovGeeks. And that's a pretty interesting question. You know, like if we're working with them for career coaching and doing resume coaching and development and all of that, can we guarantee that a person is able to get a position or able to get a promotion and all of that stuff? Um, I don't know. How would you phrase a, a response to that? I would say that it's within your own control what you make of the time with us. Absolutely. So it's what you make of what you learn through the coaching services. Because we can, I think, what is that old um, adage where you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink? Absolutely. Like there has to be some effort put in while, you know, there is a financial aspect to it, right? You're investing in yourself. Mm -hmm. You're also investing time. You're investing effort. So you want to make sure that as we're going through the different exercises, the different, you know, sessions that you have, that you're able to take something away from it and put something in. So I think it is what you make of it. But I wouldn't say nothing is guaranteed. It is what you can make of the situation and what you can learn and maybe improve upon right. and maybe get closer. Yeah. Like there could be improvement. Maybe instead of getting no notifications of cert lists, you end up getting, you know, a set, several. Right. And I would say that that's success right there. Yes, it is. And how do you define success? Such a great question. How do you define success? And if you're looking for your happiness to be, oh, I got this job offer or that job offer. Now I feel better about myself. Well, then that's that's that challenge again, because you're allowing others to provide for your own happiness, as opposed to you being more comfortable with your happiness. Definitely. Okay. Well, what's the second and final question? Second and final question is, do I apply if I don't feel qualified? That's a great question. Yeah. I mean, when do you apply for the positions? And it's, a, it's interesting because a lot of times people don't feel qualified, even though they are qualified. So that's kind of the bigger question. How do you know for sure whether or not you are qualified for the opportunity? Um, and I'm always thinking, well, heck, if, if, you, if you apply and you get the opportunity to move forward, well, they're telling you that you're qualified. But if you say, I'm not even qualified, I'm not, there's no way that I'm going to apply. Well, then there's no way that you can get referred for the job because you haven't even applied for it. Right. But you have to have some level of confidence in your ability to be filling out the questionnaire, filling out the resume. You have to have some, you know, aspect of 
I can do this. Sure. You may not be like, oh, I'm going to get this job no matter like I'm in. I'm guaranteed to get it. I'm guaranteed to get it. But it's more of, you know, you still have to have that inkling of making sure you're answering the questions right. and all of that. So, And that, that's the gentle balance in our career. Where do we feel confident in ourselves to be able to pursue something? And where is it that we're able to grow more and feel that we can stretch ourselves into a role that we could uh, possibly accomplish great things in? So it's that back and forth. Almost like if you had a career coach to help you along the way. Well, yeah. And I was going to say, maybe you even you know, contact your network or contact somebody exactly. close to you and say, Hey, I saw this position. Can you take a look at it? I really want to apply for it, but I'm iffy as far as if I would really qualify. And then you could have another person just take a quick look at it who knows your career track and knows what you can do and hopefully be honest with you. Somebody you trust who right. can be honest with you and say, you know, yeah, I think you're ready for this or no, maybe not. Let's see what we can work on to to get you there. That, that's a very good strategy because you're not only allowing everything on your own shoulders, but you're working with people. And hopefully you're doing the same thing and partnering with others and being a good voice for them as well. So there you go. Fantastic response to that question. Um, we really appreciate them. Please feel free to send questions to, uh, again, at our website, thegovgeeks.com. You can also reach out to us on social media with questions, and we're happy to discuss them with there as well. Uh, also, feel free to set up a uh, free complimentary session. We do free 30-minute sessions where we do stuff like resume reviews, career strategies and discussions, questions and answers about things. We want to be as uh, of service uh, as possible to really help others. Uh, that's just one of the big things. Also, we just kicked off our nine-part series on networking. We just finished up our first uh, nine that we had done on resumes, a second nine that we did on interviews, and now we're excited to offer you more uh, when it comes to networking as well. So please get in touch with us about all of that. Okay, Karen, so uh, we've talked a little bit today about what motivates you. What is your closing thought? I know, I've been thinking about this. I think... Happiness begins with you and you just want to make sure that you are reflecting and taking note of those moments that kind of pass you by, but you really enjoy them and you enjoy the, the people that you are able to accomplish this with because we can't accomplish this on our own. So I think it is just making sure to reflect and thank people who come into your path, who make a difference as you go on your journey. Because I think that is fulfillment as well, right. because you're thanking those who have helped you along your way. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity to chat with you today. We look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, I'm Javier, and I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you.